Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody. Hello, all you Chris Rock slappers and Will Smith cuckers. Welcome to episode <laughs> 157 of the Power Hour. How are you doing tonight? Brian, I made it topical. You did. And you know what, Jim? I gotta, I gotta say, I'm proud of you this week. You know, usually I give you hell for things you write on Twitter, and it's mostly deserved. But I was proud to see even you were getting as tired as I was of the friggin' memes. Because I've never seen... We've talked about other memes, like how they're lazy. I was like, I learned about the Will Smith thing probably, I don't know, 8 o'clock this morning when I first checked any feeds. And then, sure enough, every time I was on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, I was drowning in the memes. And I was like, I'm done. I, I was done by like noon. And I saw like you reposted maybe like two or three of them. But then I did like your your tweet of the uh, wanting to see, what is it, Wendy's or? Wendy's and Arby's. As soon as Wendy's and Arby's gets involved, it, it, it's dead. Once the corporates do the memes in, like, I was like, can these please do it so I don't have to hear this anymore? Like, I don't think I've had meme burnout. Like, I went through the seven stages of meme love, like, within six hours. <laughs> It was yeah. like, it was like, oh, what's this? Oh, this is funny. Holy shit, these are really funny. Okay, it's getting a little tired now. Okay, I'm kind of sick of these. And then a few, I'm like, all right, this one's still pretty good. And then I'm just done with it. Yeah, I'm beyond done with it. It's unfortunately something that's going to spark over. Jim, what annoyed you more? I mean, and thank God, me. I mean, memes obviously have been big, big long enough. But remember that stupid ass like picture when all the celebrities did at the Oscar when they did the selfie. Oh yeah. And people like meme that for way too long, but it didn't get so drenched because that wasn't the time. Um, yeah, this is gonna be, this is gonna be crazy. Yeah, fucking. Uh, what what memes do I remember being this burnout on this quickly? Like the red flag meme. That was like a day before I got sick of it. There was something else, too. I can't even remember. There was before. something very recently. I remember you and I, I think, ended up agreeing there, too, where I was like, wow, they really overdid it with, like, the, like I was tired of it so quickly. Yep. But, yeah, me, I'll be so happy when this meme bubble dies. It will. I just, I'll be happy when it's fully gone. It's, it's never gone away, Brian. Jim, it all goes away eventually. Memes will never die. It's, they will. It's been a progression, Brian. The, re- the Bri, relevancy. You, sh- you should worry. You should worry about what they will become. See, they used to be wholesome rage faces and little uh, what do you call it? Emotional, you know, inspirational quotes and shit like that. Now we're in our current memes. And who knows what the fucks? Who knows? The world is our oyster, Brian. Jim, staying topical. I want to get your take very quickly on that. Oh, on are me. you are you okay with what he did? Not okay with it. I'm just curious what your thoughts are. I think he's a broken, broken man. Don't do not do the open relationship, Kings. If they bring it up, consider it over. Just walk away because you, you don't – I mean, he's been called a cuck online for like three years straight now. Like, you reach a breaking point. So, it didn't have to be Chris Rock. Should he have slapped him? No. Should Chris Rock have said something? Okay, this is going to make me sound – Alopecia is not that big of a deal. And I get it's worse – like, hair loss is way worse for women, like, obviously – so, like, I can definitely see her being upset about it, but I just don't like Jada Pinkett Smith. So, like, she's turned our man to a husk of himself. So, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, and she, like, if, have you ever heard her podcast? No. It is. I would never. Awful. They did an episode of it on Who Are These Podcasts, which just, like, roast by bad podcasts. And it's just her, her daughter, and her mom fucking talking about how much they like to whore around, which, hey, have your fun, but, like, ugh, God. 
Like don't yeah. just don't just be talking about banging other dudes, you know, when you're quote whatever. So, but should Chris have said it? Probably not. Should Smith have hit him? Probably not. Or they do they all kind of look bad? Yes, I think Will still looks worse. I think if he just smacked him and sat down, that would look less bad than the yapping from the crowd. I think that's when I went all right, tough guy. I mean. The yapping from the crowd was weird because he had already did the act. Yeah, or just like, do the yapping from the crowd and don't smack or something. Like, I don't know. I, I know that it, it's it was it was weird. Or, the weirdest you know, part. Or your front row at a fucking award show with a comedian on stage. You know what's coming. Well, that's the part. Like you know, and everyone had their different takes on. He was laughing at first. Her, she made a face. Camera cuts away. She must have said something to him. Oh, and then things were said. I'm sure. And then, you know, that happened. It's just, like you said, I think he's he's a broken dude. And I don't know if I can say I feel sorry. Cause, because he does have the option to walk away from her. If he's making him, if she's making him into this miserable ball of emotions that, that can make him snap and smack somebody in the face, you probably need to leave. You know, that's I, I probably know. not the healthiest I, thing. I mean, I, I, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you're like really deep in the trenches, either side of who's right or wrong in this, take a step back. No. Let's just remember that millionaire celebrities aren't people. They are just tools for <laughs> entertainment and you shouldn't care about them one way or the other. Just sit back and enjoy the clown show. I think the one thing you said, though, I did not think that was of all. Could you imagine if Ricky Gervais was digging into her? what his kind of take would have been like Chris Rock went, he just said GI Jane. I'm like, that's not even offensive. Like that wasn't even kind of offensive. It I, was just like, I mean, apparently rebel Wilson broke out a cuck joke. Like, what do you call it? Or just a straight up corner or horror kind of thing. Like a couple shows ago that they weren't at. So I'm sure this has been, it's, it's a whole thing. So yeah, whatever, no, whatever. just fuck celebrities. I don't care. You know what? I, you know, it made it interesting. I don't care. I, I don't care about the Oscars anyway. So, the only thing, the I, only thing not being the Twitter guy like you, I do like taking the peek in there. As we said, unfortunately, everything is, is tribal now. And I, I love the, as you said, the in the trenches reactions of like how at bat people are going for either of them who have no, like, re, no, no skin in the game as to who cares what happens next. Nothing's going to happen next, let's be honest. But I know Chris Rock already like issued a statement, kind of like basically apologizing for it. Like and Will Smith just man, apologized. I mean, I'm sure it was his publicist, but whatever. I don't care. I just I, I'm and, and they're talking about like taking away his Oscar. Like, let him have his fucking Oscar. I don't care. The, like you, you, you the, there is so many worse people that they've given Oscars to that they've never taken them away from. Like, don't fucking. Just, and let's be honest. Who cares? Who the fuck cares about the like? Have you ever been like, I need to see this movie because it's an Oscar winner? I have watched so many more video music awards in my day than I ever did the Oscars. So I, I just don't fucking yeah. care. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird one. But yes, thank you for being topical and good work on that tweet, Jim. Yeah, I approve a hundred percent. I can't wait to let you down in the future, Brian. Oh, I. I know it's coming, <laughs> but uh, Chambers, I noticed tonight you got something a little, a little dark in that class. What you got going on? So actually, um, I don't know if it'll be out before or after this, but we recorded a bonus episode. So bonus episode three with Nerdy Nick will be coming out this week or sometime soon. And at the end of that, I started to drink what I am drinking tonight. The from the Conshohocken Brewing Company, the Irvin's Chocolate Cherry Porter. So it comes in at six point five percent alcohol by volume. 
Son of a bitch. Irvin's Exploration Series, a collaboration between Conchahawken Brewing Company and Acme, your favorite local supermarket. It's in italics. Ivan has... Oh, wait, it's Ivan. I've been saying Irvin. Ivan has embarked on a journey to explore flavors and styles to create some unique offerings for fellow beer enthusiasts. Cheers. Well, we did talk about it on episode, um, but since everyone can't see it, I mean, I know you've already had it. I, said... I had it out of the can, and it was very much like nothing. Um, yeah. had Letting it, you know, all the flavors... Whatever the word is, exfoliate, evaporate, <laughs> effervescerate. Damn it! <laughs> I, I definitely get a little more of the uh, the cherry at the front, along with the chocolate. Not so much. It's more cherry heavy at first. Just cherry, yeah, yeah, and then it kind of like the back end. You get the chocolate, and yeah, it's a porter, so it's fine. Yeah. It's very mid level, but it's fine. It's what you expect from Kanchi. Basically, yeah, we said it on a bonus episode too, but Kanchi Hawk and Brewing. You'll never get anything bad from there, but you'll never get anything amazing from there either. It's a very mid-tier yeah. brewery, but it's fine. And if anyone ever... And, it, and like, there goes the chances of us ever having an interview. No, but here's the deal. If anyone listening like loves Conchi Brewing, let us know what's like your favorite beer. Because I, I, I'll be honest. like The best thing I had from them was their Blood Orange IPA, and that was years ago. As Jim said, we've been there in person. Mm-hmm. I've bought plenty of bottles and cans elsewhere. I just never get like, oh my god, this is great. And granted, if you ever look at their reviews and stuff, yeah, no one ever slams them, but no one's ever like, the must-have beers of PA. It never makes that list. So, you know, I'm kind of curious if maybe they've done anything different. So I'm I'm just curious. So you guys let us know. But uh, I'm steak steaking steaking. I'm <laughs> I'm sticking with Philly as well with uh, yards, and I got their variety pack. Classic. Uh, their IPA, which, you know, I'll be honest, not a huge fan of. They have so many things much better than this. It's been so long since I had it. I was like, ah, let me give it a go because there are plenty of things from Yards I really, really like. This isn't one of them. I was, like, just trying to give it a go. And, um, you know, this is, like, what I would call the most bare-bones IPA. And I think I'm at that stage now where – the standard like West Coast style, which is what this is, it doesn't do it for me. If I'm gonna drink an IPA and enjoy it, it's probably got to be hazy or a double or something. Like I want a little bit more of that citrusy, like funky, like haziness to it, not just the pine taste of the West Coast IPAs. So as you can see, crystal clear. Um, yeah, it's just very meh. Yeah, that's the best I can say. Stick with the brawler if you go into yards. So. Mm-hmm. Yards, yards does have good stuff, but yeah, I remember having your IPA and being like, eh. You know what I did have this weekend? Did you ever have their Loyal Lager? I think so. That it's, was it's been actually, a while since I've been down there. Yeah, that was really, really good. for, And I don't even know what type of lager it is, but it's, uh, it, it was like I had it super fast too, but delicious. I love their presidents and I'm calling it their president series. But did you ever have it's like the Washington Porter, the Jefferson Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. something out. Yeah. Each one of those are really delicious. So I highly, highly recommend those as well. Yeah, no, those are always solid. But yeah, no, Yards is a pretty good brewery. Yeah. And as you guys definitely already noticed, unfortunately Jim and I aren't together this week. Since I am sickies, I will apologize if you hear me being all sniffly. I didn't want to give Jim the sickness. Yeah. So, yeah. Me and Brian so do too much snuggling when we meet up. 
What can I say? He's a good little spoon. Yeah, wait. <laughs> so, Chambers, we should also mention, um, by the time you're watching this video, by the next day, you will see our update for the Level 50 Club. Now, we haven't been able to get a whole lot done this month. But uh, I know you and I are both playing a few games, so how is, uh, how's Elden Ring treating you? Dude, I only had like a fucking maybe an hour or two this whole week to goddamn game. So yeah, I played more Elden Ring. I did more grinding. I'm still having fun with it, but I'm only like six, seven hours in, so I've barely scratched the tip of it. Like, it's going to take me forever to beat this fucking game. And actually, before we recorded tonight, like, I had a little bit of time to myself as the wife was giving the kid a bath, so I was like... Maybe I'll finally get lucky. Maybe I'll, like, trip over my dick and finally get a win in Tetris 99. So I gave it, like, five <laughs> goes. And the best I did was, like, 12th place. It's like, God mm. damn it, this is never going to happen. So I, I gave it a shot. Tried to get that... Uh, Try to get that lucky all-in, that Yahtzee. You want, you want to get that win. Yeah, one of these days. That, one of these years. Is that always going to be the monkey on your back until you get it? Dude, that's my fucking white whale. Just getting that win <laughs> one time. Jim, as soon as you win it, are you just uninstalling it? Yes. <laughs> Uninstall it, burn that switch, get a new one. I was about to say, just out of principle, I'm going to smash that switch in half and fucking just buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious, like I said, I'm so curious to see how you do with Elden Ring. Because like I said, I knew you'd love the fact that piss off Elden Ring fans, and we'll be talking about that a little bit oh, later. It's episode. easy to do. But for all intents and purposes, no story, no real like thought put into that kind of stuff. Oh, just... I, I don't need any of that George R. R. Martin gibberish. Like, fucking just skip through it. Let me just, like, let me just die a shitload to overpowered enemies. And I have no problem dying again and again. Well, you and I talked. Like, it was, you know, I always knew you loved Fallout um, New Vegas when you did the hardcore because you liked the added, like, micromanagement. So you clearly don't hate grindiness. Yeah. Um, but, and, and obviously, I think, like, this past year, it's been fair to say, like, You've been turned on to a lot more roguelikes where, like, you know, like Hades and a few other games where, like... Oh, yeah, Hades and Binding of Isaac You could yeah. basically call those grinds, too. Yeah, you know, kind of, especially you're, you're Hades. Kind of you need to grind in Hades. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, is this Jim's new little forte here? Well, you know what Are you I... moving away from shooters and a grindy RP... Or, well, I guess that's... I guess that's technically an RPG. Yeah, it's like an open-world RPG adventure. Yeah. It's everything mixed together. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, you know what, I've never, for whatever reason, like, whenever I get into it, I don't mind to grind. Like, the only Final Fantasy I ever finished was Final Fantasy 1, and that is literally, like, three lines of dialogue and just all grinding. Nice. Have you, uh, other than those two, anything else you've been working on? Nah, I gotta start getting around to some of the, uh, we do have, so we were gonna record a Patreon review this week, we'll probably push it off to next week, just because we want to be together for these and give you your money's yeah. worth, but... I'm going to start working on game capture for some of the other video we, or game requests we have that came in. So we're getting yep. to it, people. We, we know it's been taking a while, but I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah. we try to give you the best review we can. So we're, we're not trying Absolutely. to just shit it out for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and th this past week, gaming-wise, similarly, I, I haven't done much. I dived a little bit deeper into Witcher 3. Um, I did start playing based on our conversation with Nick, uh, Infernax. Oh, nice. And, dude, he was right on. I already texted him. I was like, dude, great recommendation. It is Castlevania 2 meets Zelda 2 
it's just it's really well done the control is damn near perfect but it's like in that perfect 8-bit the soundtrack the look is awesome um i know he said it was like four hours uh it's tricky and especially like if you don't use a guide and there was one part called a spoiler if you want um because he mentioned it there's some parts like castlevania 2 so I came to a wall that looks suspiciously like Castlevania 2 where you have to kneel down and a tornado comes. Sure enough, I was like, let me just fuck around and try. I kneeled down, I saw a tornado, it picks you up, and then it gives you a dialogue. It's like, because you write your name as a character, it's like, poor Brian didn't know that by kneeling down here, he was just going to get killed by this tornado. And it just shreds you apart and you have to restart. <laughs> You're like, god damn it. That's awesome. But I, I love that. Like it's I was nice like, okay. Troll. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's going to be my like quick beat game. I actually been getting back into a little bit Dead by Daylight. I kind of swore that off for a couple months now. I don't even know how many months. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, I always did enjoy my time with that game, but it got way too much and I got too involved. But so, like, I think they're trying to do you were a lot obsessed of fixes. For a few months. Oh, yeah. And it still is like it's one of my most hated and favorite games at the same time. Favorite because when it works, it works amazing. But when it's not, and it's just a sweaty-ass, like, annoying fest, like a lot of multiplayer games become, I despise it. So right now I'm trying to just, like, every couple days, I'll play for, like, a half an hour if I can so I don't get over, you know, oversaturated with it. But hoping this month, like you, we can get a few more games down for level 50. Yep. Yeah, maybe having a nice little breather of a month is a nice little break, and then we can go hard again. Yeah. And Jim, while we've been topical, covered our drinking and our gaming, we've got to give a huge thank you to the Thought Cops for last week. Oh, fuck! I meant to do that, and then we just jumped right into goddamn... Yes, thank you, Gavin and Grant, for coming on last week. So, yeah, always have a great time talking to them. They've done our show a few times. We've done theirs a few times. It's always great. Yeah. Bunch of hilarious guys. Definitely make sure to check out their YouTube and their, all the where you can find their podcast. Yeah, can't wait to see them again. Thank you guys for coming on. Always appreciate it. Their Discord blew up today with this whole like uh, Chris Rock and uh, oh, thing. So I'm sure they'll have to be talking about it. I can only imagine. Our, like they <laughs> they have a way more active Discord than we do. But uh, like mm -hmm. in ours, we just had some memory going on. Link below if you want to join our Discord. And uh, but over there, it was just like <laughs> notifications. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're gonna have a I can't wait to see their next episode when yeah. they, they they're gonna have to talk about it. But no, thank you guys for coming on once again. And as Jim mentioned, since we are getting around, um, you know, we're gonna have that next review out for did we say the game before? Um did, did we? I don't know. Uh, no, we did. We did. Like, yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. Yeah, California so, yeah, games. So California games, and then as Jim mentioned, we are recording that next week. God damn it, we will get that video recorded next week. Yep, and we'll also have a bonus drinking video available. Maybe I'll make that one available even before it, just so you guys can see. Yeah. But you know, as as a little extra thank you, as Jim said, because you know we definitely when we do reviews, we want to do them together. We want to make sure we spend plenty of time with the game so it's not, it's not rushed. And then the next uh, Patreon review will be getting done as well. So, you know, thank you guys for sticking with us. But speaking of Patreon, Jim, I know we got some questions in this week. So what do we got? Patreon.com slash drink a beer play game, where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. 
First up from JD Mains. Triple H is retiring, and I'd like to know y'all's take on one of the great Attitude Era legends. Do you think this could be a publicity stunt to generate hype for a move to AEW? I hope not, but kind of do. I'll let you go first, Brian. Triple H is, in my opinion, like the N64. In retrospective, everyone seems to hate him. But when we were watching him as a kid, we all liked to do the spit thing. We liked that he was part of DX. When he was Hunter, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, he was a great villain. In the moment, we all liked him. But then when you look back, everyone's like, oh, he was boring. He was this. And and now people really only care that he basically created um, NXT. NXT. So I think he's underappreciated for what he did. Was he a gen more generic? Yeah, of course. But was he also pivotal in a lot of the storylines you loved as a kid? And this is coming from me and Jim at 35 years old. Yes. 36. So I, I, <laughs> I always really liked him. Um, you know, I fell out of wrestling probably around 2005, 2006. So I can't speak to his career after that point. But I always thought it was cool. One of the craziest uh, body transformations of clear steroid use I, I've ever seen. Um, Probably explains the heart issue. He's saying it's genetic. I'm uh, going questionable. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I now realize how good he was as the blue blood, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley role, because how much I hated him. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Matt Damon in The Departed. Like, I just hate that character, but you're supposed to. Um, when he was in DX, I always thought of him as a side character. Even when Shawn Michaels left and he was the leader, I cared more about like the other members. But as the game, I was like, he's kind of cool. And the whole like sledgehammer thing, whatever. I liked him. I don't get why he has so much hate now. Uh, but I think he's underappreciated. And I have no comment on if AEW is a thing for him. So yeah, I I mean, if he's telling the truth and he has a defibrillator in his heart, like he's fucking done. Like he, he like yeah. even he said he's like I don't need to be you know dropping in the middle of the ring and having like a device in my chest zap me back to life. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, hopefully he takes it easy and like they basically took NXT from him anyway. So you know, and hopefully he just fucking relaxes and enjoys his family at this point. But. The man gave his entire life and career to the fucking business, so he's one of the smartest businessmen in the goddamn history. I mean, he worked his way up from being terrorizing in WCW to being, like, an executive in WWE, yeah. so you can't take away his smarts from him. Uh, every time he was the top, top guy, I, it's what I always kind of, like, stopped watching for a while. Like, he, like, he, like, I always liked him, and, like, I could, but he was also kind of boring. Like, his reign of terror in the mid, like the early 2000s is when I totally stopped watching WWE. So, like, he was never, like, he was always, like, he was never a Rock, an Austin, a Hogan, any of them. Mm -hmm. He was always that, like, tier below yeah. kind of guy. And that's, yep, that's perfectly fine. Like, there's yeah. always a place for guys like that. And, you know, uh, he was always that dependable heel you needed when you needed a dependable heel. Um, shit like that. But, yeah, I mean, the 20-minute promos, the same match every single time, like, just like his idol, Ric Flair. So, I mean, you know, Evolution was cool for what it was. It built up stars. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, hugely important to the business. Definitely left a legacy, but never like an all-time favorite for me. But I respect yeah. the hell out of him. And you know what? Like anytime it was a live show in like the 2010s that I would go to, and like his music would hit and he would come out, the fucking the place popped. So like he is a star and he is a legend. So like he definitely he knew what he was doing. And I will say his theme, the our time, dude, that thing hits 
really fucking hard. Airtime. His airtime theme is underrated because like everything. It it's got, amazing. It got, it got overshadowed by the game theme, obviously. Like that was his theme going forward, and like the. I. I. Pre- you know what. I'm I'm in a camp. I prefer our time. I also prefer our time because yeah. maybe you know call us boomers, but you know what? I fucking loved our time, and like the game's the, a cool song. And actually, it's cr- King of Kings is a cool song too. His other Motorhead theme that he mm-hmm. would sometimes break out, but I don't know, something yeah. about our time, man. Our t- especially that opening that like especially maybe because we had those attitude uh, the green and black uh, disc. Oh I yeah, buying for buying for. Yep, like dude, like that would that song was just really, really well. Buying for is the best WWF album because it has our time. It was the first yep. one with Jericho's theme, and it had D'Lo Brown's yep, yep. theme. Yep, <laughs> he looking at the real deal now. Woo! <laughs> now it that theme is, I I agree hundred percent. I I off the top of my head, it probably could be in my top ten like favorite themes. Um, yeah, when I rank him as a wrestler, I'd put him probably as a B, you know, I, I think he's right. To, like, like you said, he should be a gatekeeper. I also, he, he like, just needed he had, to be reeled in, but he had too much power. Like his promos were yeah. too long. His matches were too long. And he was like the top guy too much for sure. And that's why I said, like, he is definitely generic. I'm not saying he was like a, oh my God, amazing worker. Um, but he also had one of the. I, the funnest moves to do to your buddies, the pedigree, and I and it's an underrated finisher because it is like such a weird like you, you feel like you're exposing the dude. So I don't know. It was such a cool looking finisher at that time, especially when he was triple like Hunter Hearst Helmsley. That I always appreciate that finisher, dude. Fucking if you want to watch like those like wrestling fail videos, like back when he first started doing it and he didn't release the arms. So like he's yeah. just driving poor job guys' heads and necks right into the into fucking the, yeah. <laughs> Oh god, it's and he bad. almost used to like he used to get some wicked air where they would almost like be pile driven uh, onto their heads, yeah, it not dirty. just flat. And that, yeah. that's when Vince still kept the ring like super hard, so it wasn't any bounce to it because he thought it looked good, no. sounded goofy. Like oh god, dude, I, I I I get on these binges of watching like um, finishing move like highlights, and yeah, poor jobbers, man, they get from every wrestler they get so fucked up like no respect it's i feel bad for those guys one of my favorite uh little bits ever from uh botchamania so for anyone who doesn't know botchamania is a channel that just like compiles all the botches and shit like that and there's like you know fucking 500 600 episodes like it got to be two months so i fell off a while ago but there was one where it was like an indie show and it was like he wrote the names of like the two little like the, whatever the job guys were at the show and they were going against like 2000 like six era vader and scott steiner so oh. he, no it actually no it, he wrote the names of vader and scott steiner and for the job guys he just wrote fucked <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> no but jd that that is a great question yep enjoy that retirement hunter all right next up from alex perez okay fess up what are some of your favorite romantic comedies huh would you consider something about mary a romantic comedy <laughs> i think it would count I think it has to. That's a good one. I mean, if say, he's talking, um, say, oh, no, oh, I got two, and they both involve. Uh, so, what do you call it? Saving Silverman and uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Those are my two big ones. Hmm. Okay. Um. See, I even like the one I just said, because one Jim, I feel like. You, I'll never forget the night you and Chris and Maddie Orloff slept over. 
How many times did you guys watch The Girl Next Door? Oh, yeah, that's... Oof, we watched it. We watched it like three <laughs> times in a row that night. Yeah. Goddamn. Two, 2003 era Alicia Cuthbert. Oh, my God. So that might have to be there for me. Um, I'm looking at what I just typed in, like, romantic comedies. Yeah, Girl Next Door was always a good one. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, I... Man, what they consider rom-coms, I would not consider it. But, yeah, no, I'll go. Bri, I'll, just I'll... say you pray love like we know you want to. I've never seen that one. <laughs> I've seen some terrible shit, trust me. Like, my wife made me watch This Means War. but I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that because of the wife as well. Yeah, but, yeah, The Girl Next Door probably. See, I have a ton of rom-coms I saw from the 2000s because as a kid in high school at that age, Going to movies every single weekend with the girlfriends because that's where you make out and do whatever. Um, yeah, what? no. so <laughs> Jim, you know you loved what women want with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> or about Schmidt. Give me some of that Kathy Bates. <sighs> Haven't seen that one. Some of a bitch. Yeah, there's a. Hmm. It's funny they have they have Groundhog Day as a rom com. I can see it. Yeah. It's about him romancing that what's her face. Yeah, yeah. That I forget her name. But now I'll, I'll go Girl Next Door because that's probably one I legit would watch again. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that was good. Matt, fair enough. <laughs> Trying to button hook us there. Next up from <laughs> Fifth John Mook, what are some games you regret spending full price on? Oh boy. How much time you got, buddy? Um, <laughs> hmm. I have an easy one. Evolve. Oh, dude, you just, yeah, that was mine. I was like, that's the first one that popped in my head. And Jim and I, we, I feel like we've been these defenders. defenders of that game. And you know what? I would love, we need to, one of these Thursdays, when you can hop on to, we need to try and stream it and see if there's any servers available. I don't even know if the servers are still up. We'll have to try. Like, fuck, like I, I bet that has less servers working than COD Two on the Wii. U, than Co yeah, than uh, Black Ops Two on the Wii U, because that still has like thirty people playing at a time. Yeah, that game. It was. It that was the first game, I distinctly remember like ever having such a bad launch issue. Couldn't get into a game for the longest time. The first one where there was like day one DLC that we were like. This is completely bullshit. Like, it, all these things that are now, like, you're kind of used to. Commonplace, yeah. Like, that was the first one that said it, and it disappointed us. We love playing it. You just couldn't play it. Yeah, when it worked, it was a lot of fun. It just never worked. If you, Like, the first week, if you tried to play a game with your buddies, you had to try, like, 50 times to get into a game without getting kicked yeah. out. And I, I loved... I, I still... I, that's a game, like, we talk about remakes that are too soon. If that just had a different developer that was willing to give you the dedicated servers, like, I really enjoyed all the different classes. And I think, like, since then, there was, like, another, like, release of, like, extra characters, extra monsters that they, I've actually, never they, even played. They did a revamp, like, a year and a half later, like a reboot, relaunch. I think they made it free completely for new players to get okay. into it. And, like, from what everyone said, like, it was like, oh, they actually made it pretty cool this time. But by then, absolutely no one cared and no one played it. So, 
What is it with like that and like Titanfall? <laughs> like, why could poor, they poor, just not? Poor fucking Titanfall. Titanfall <laughs> deserves so much more love than it got. Yeah, I. I Titanfall I was actually like... good and worked, but fucking just no one ever took to it. I, which like is it just the the large thing versus smaller things people can't get over? Like, I I don't get what it is that. I, I, I hear people complain about the Titans, but it's like, then that's the gimmick, besides, like, the parkour shit. Like, like learn to use a Titan. That was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, but for me, that is... I'm trying to think if there's any other full price I paid on games. That, like, uh, I would you know, said... you know what You know what I regret? Um, I mentioned it before. Uh, the Panzer Dragoon remake, when I waited mm. to get that through Limited Run games. So I wound <laughs> up, you know, paying the fucking stupid Limited Run, like, $40 price tag. And I was playing, I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> and it was after being patched from its initial, even worse version. But I'm like, I tried, man. I was like, I just don't like this. After like two levels, I put it away. I was like, ah, I wasted my money there. Don't get me started on Limited Run. I still have no idea when I'm getting my goddamn Castlevania. <laughs> Good luck with that. I'm I'm done with them. I, I, emulate. Fuck, like, no. Or, or, you know what? Or just buy the game digitally for $2. Like yeah. all their games are for the exactly. most part. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's, that, that's probably the game I would say the most evolve, unfortunately. Yep. And, uh, last up from Burn Retinas, what are some thoughts on the upcoming United States football league? Is the spring football a necessity or a pleasant luxury that has room to grow? I didn't even know the USFL was coming back. I know the rock bought the XFL, but I didn't yeah. realize that the USFL was coming back. That's actually fun. You know what? The new, the new XFL got done dirty. Because it was actually a decent football product. And it had its year, but then... And it was starting to get a little momentum, and then COVID happened, and, you know, they didn't have the longevity or backbone to fucking survive it. So, the XFL got cornholed there. I actually enjoyed that first season back of XFL. I didn't... I, I mean, I, I'm just reading about this United States Football League. It was from 83 to 86, and now they're bringing it back. Yeah, that's where uh, fucking who who came from there? Was it Doug Flutie? I think there was a bunch of like quarterbacks and players who came from there. Um, yeah. So here's the deal. I I think football is one of those like you're never gonna be a direct competitor with NFL. But no, yeah. If you're if you're in seasons where they're not on, um, there's plenty of talent that just can't make the cut or. You know, if they are smart enough and they can pawn guys from the NFL for crazy prices and, you know, instead of just being a fourth string, fifth string, you're a starter there, it would be entertaining enough. And if you sell tickets cheap, like, that, then fine. It's a, it's, it's a B-tier NFL. You know, that, that's yeah. fine. I'm, I, I would 100% be behind. Look, we live in Philadelphia. Our teams are all fucking garbage. So... <laughs> Like, the Flyers and Phillies will not be good anytime soon, so give me... I don't care if it's random football that I'm not going to be super invested in. I can at least sit there and enjoy it. So. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm completely, completely for it. Yep. So, yep. Hoping for the best there. And that'll wrap up the Patreon questions for this week. So, once again, thank you to everyone for supporting us over on Patreon. Make sure to keep an eye out for your $5 and up tiers for the new bonus episodes that will be coming out. Check the links below to see all the different tiers and what you can get from it. We appreciate any of the support we can get. And Thank as you guys. Yep. And as always, if you're new to the show, uh, please 
Go over on iTunes and Spotify, leave us a five-star review. We will read any five-star review that you leave, even if you want to bash us. And if you have any rebuttals to any of the dumb shit that comes out of our mouths, please head on over <laughs> to YouTube, leave a comment on the video. We respond to basically every comment because we're not big enough to ignore it anyone. So there you go. Yeah. So, Chambers, we've been, uh, for a few weeks now, we've been talking Amico, and it's all but demise, right? Right, and it is then, the talk of the town right now. I mean, just like the, this memory, I, I feel like I was getting tired of seeing Amico talk. And then they they, they w went ahead and, and button-hooked everyone on March 22nd with, with an unboxing video, which has been covered by everyone, we know. But yeah, we're late to the party. We know. There's nothing new there. Um, but yeah, so their chief technology officer, John Alvarado... Uh, did a step-by-step, -step, did an unboxing, going through the games, um, and then it showed some gameplay footage. Was this just directly a response to all the recent negative press? Was this planned? I don't know. But, I mean, I guess, Jim, first takes, uh, what was your opinion seeing it? Well, my first first take was, man, were they smart to turn off the comments. Took them a while to learn that, but whew, yeah. that was a good call by them. Because we know what would have happened. Mm -hmm. So to give you a quick thing, we're recording this on March 28th. Uh, it was uploaded on March 22nd. 31.9 thousand views with 1.4 thousand upvotes. So if downvotes are still a thing on YouTube, I'm sure this would be ratioed. Mm -hmm. uh, as for the video itself, bizarre. Very, very bizarre. Like, they spent so much time just showing all the different languages they had. Oh, dude. They spent, five, they spent five minutes setting up the Wi-Fi. And when they finished setting up the Wi-Fi, like, an almost exact quote was, oh, we're on the Wi-Fi, and this is where you can get to the store. It's not live yet, but this is where you could download games if it was live. I was like, oh. No. Yeah. I mean, okay. You know what? I'm going to break it down. I'm going to say positives. The boxing's nice. The presentation, the packaging is fine. <laughs> All right. It still looks kind of cheap. It looks like an Atari flashback box, but yeah, okay. But, you know, here's the deal. I, I, the things I noted. I, and I think there is an interview. Sorry to cut you off. But yeah. I think there's an interview he did with Smash JT on his channel. That guy's just been fucking rolling with this. He's going to shit. Smash um, man. <laughs> good, yeah, good for him to make, you know, lemonade out of some lemons there. But um, I think he did a thing where it's like the guy kind of went like he just kind of like had this put together. I don't I could be misquoting, but like because it, it's, it's like he kind of had it put together, but it's like it's not the full retail version, but it's like the prototype retail version or something. He just yeah. basically said it's not the retail box. So I was like, oh, that's very odd for your unofficial unboxing. But OK, I love the uh, complete empty space that was at the bottom of the box. Yeah, where they had the uh, the AC. I loved the big brick AC. Adapter. I was gonna. That yeah. was one of the things I was gonna say though. Like as negatives, like I saw that. I was like, really? We're still doing that in this day and age. Um, you know, it it did feel weird. It it also like the games. I think one of the unfortunate things I noticed uh, was you could see the lag in the action of the dude doing stuff and what was being recorded on Corn screen. Hall. Like, Cornhole was terrible with the lag. Like, you saw him, like, do a full hand motion, and it was, like, I'll say a full second yeah. later, like, it was released. So, that's not a good look. 
Then they tried to do, like, you know, showing everyone playing. And, you know, the games are all very simple. You know, the one that seemed like an interesting idea but no one would ever do is, like, where the four of them control, a, like, a truck or something. Each one has a different piece of it. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was, like, Moon Patrol or something. Um, That's an interesting idea. So, once again, it's it's a system that... I can't understand who they're catering to because they talk about it being a family thing, yet it's like they got the perfect like hipster roll call for the people playing the game. And I'm like, so who is this for? What are your marketing? Like, I don't know. It just seemed like they had someone like me come there with a camera. They're like, all right, we have some ideas. Yeah, like some things that stuck out. Like I know a lot of people were like, because there is one super quick shot where you could see like a laptop in the corner with like the gameplay on the screen. They're like, oh, see, it's not even working. It's just like working off there. It's like, oh, like luckily, since we do this shit, yeah. I was like, that's just an OBS screen. He's just recording game footage. They're like, it's like okay, but like, yeah, I mean, the games like, like it comes with six packed in games, and one of them is like fucking cornhole, and one's that like brain game. Like, oh, come on, man. Um, yeah, like the controller. I mean, they kind of showed off it had some functionality. We'll see if that's the case at the end. Can I be uh, can I be nitpicky here? One thing yeah. that bothered the absolute shit out of me: the TV that's behind the guy has a fucking wire running down, and it looks janky as shit. Like there's just a wire going up to your TV. Like you're, they're clearly filming it because if like in some of the things you can see like the darkened office, like they're clearly in the whatever Amico studio office area. Did you know they have five fucking offices for this goddamn thing? So our buddy really? Elvin Monk has been doing a uh, like a deep dive in all this shit for like a article for his page, and like he's like, yeah, they have like three offices here and like one in California, and then there's the one in Dubai that they have to give a hundred dollars to of every sale to them because they're in debt to them like a crazy amount. Like Jesus, it's a clusterfuck. I, Why do you have five offices for this goddamn thing? I I just I like I said I I can't get around. Was this previously filmed? Or was this in response to everything? It feels rushed. Like one it had way to be in response. It had to be a hey, we have something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, and, and to your thing about like, I honestly think they're just like marketing it to like Christians at this point because they just keep saying no violence, family friendly, no microtransactions, and they just kept saying that again and again and again. So it's like. I guess they're going for, like, the super uptight family unit kind of deal. But even then, you could just get a Switch and just get a bunch of friendly games on there. So, ugh, for the yeah. same price. And, and you know, I, I don't know. It, once again, I've said it all the all the way through. I feel bad because there are plenty of people, like you mentioned Smash, like who have invested serious money into this thing. You know what? Apparently, there's only, like, 6,000 pre-orders for it. So that's not a ton, but the people who have pre-ordered have obviously dumped a shitload of money into it if they've raised like $10 million up to this point. That's worrisome. Yeah. Which they've burned through, or however much they've, you know, raised to this point, which they've already burned through in their $8 million in debt. And, you know, according to that release they had with the SEC, if they don't get another backer, they'll be out of business by July. So I just, you know, I don't know how you make it right for those folks. I feel bad. Um... And if there's people out there, like I said, I, I, I'm just trying to imagine, like, 
who is that audience that doesn't get what they need from the Switch or an old console or something? Like, even if you're saying, like, a, the Christian doesn't want violence group, like, you can kind of get the way with that with the Switch and just limit what games you play on it or yeah. the Wii or, like, whatever. Like, I don't know. It, it just, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you <laughs> and I said, I don't think it was done with negative intention, but it was done very ignorantly and, and, and silly, so... Yeah, it was a fucking it was Tommy Tallery Goods vanity project, and oh boy. I mean, let me let's put it this way, Jim: Is there any chance this thing still gets released? Unless they have some miracle backer, absolutely not. And even with a miracle backer, probably not. Oh boy, is this gonna though be somehow? Let let let's assume like like that pro call it a prototype or whatever a working unit. Let's say they have a couple hundred legit working units. How fast after they announce, like, do you start seeing that shit popping up for sale, like, for some crazy amount of money for weird collectors to buy? Uh, oh, no. I mean, collectors will eat it up. I mean, we know a couple of friends who have it pre-ordered and shit like that. So, like, they got their, you know, that bizarre thing where they got their games uh sent to them like three months ago, but they don't have a system to play it on. And since it's all RFID NFT chips, they probably will never have anything. So they just have, you know, weird boxes. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just fucking weird, man. Jim, what would you do if they released River Raid for a game for that? <laughs> How much do you have to dump to complete the collection? <laughs> uh, Brian, that will be called backer number 6001. <laughs> oh... I just, yeah, it's a weird video. And like I said, I'm sure everyone see it, and I'm playing it as we're speaking here. Um, you know, in television, the only good thing you did, like Jim said at the beginning, turning off the comments. How have they been, though? Like, how has that whole crew and, like, Tommy Tallarico been as far as commenting to people? Have they all been radio silent? Um, I don't know about the rest of them, but Tommy's definitely gone radio silent. Uh, this guy who did the video, he's been making the rounds of some stuff, so he's trying. But yeah, that is oof, heavy lies to crown for him. Yeah. So you guys let us know once again, what are your takes on it? Do you think anything's going to come from it? Do you think it was kind of a weird show? I don't know. I wouldn't have wanted to be that guy doing the video anyway. I yeah, feel like, no, you know, that poor guy is going to become a meme onto itself. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I think everyone... Like it hasn't really been memed that much. Everyone's just kind of yeah. going, "All right." <laughs> like it's 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 like beyond memeing at this point. We're all just going, "Okay, dude." Yeah, yeah. So we'll keep following it. Like as things like this pop up, we'll definitely talk about it. But Brian, speaking <laughs> of memes, <laughs> oh, this the, these ones. You know what, Jim? I I said at the beginning I hate them, but this one in particular warmed my heart to the core. So, Brian, as we have said multiple times, my favorite segment on this goddamn show is Gamers Mad, where the gamers get mad about something, and we decide whether or not it's warranted. And the first one, we have two this week. The first mm -hmm. one comes to us from a infamous name, also speaking of vanity, in the industry, comes to us from good old Cliff Blazinski. So for those who don't know, he was a big-time worker on, like, Unreal and God of War... And then he eventually made his own company, and everything that came out from there, like, flopped and was a disaster. So he's kind of a meme at this point, and he also, like, he had all that early success, so he was kind of, like, 
one of those first big loudmouth like thinks he's a rock star western game developers mm-hmm. so he's an annoying obnoxious asshole he's kind of a meme at this point he's not a one-hit wonder but his prime has definitely passed him by but god damn it can you fucking gamers make me want to side with him on something why are you making me side with cliffy b god damn you people so the crime that he committed and the picture's here right now so yep he shared a meme he didn't even make the meme he just shared a meme and wrote and and he wrote like you said giggle and the meme (laughs) Is two soy is two Wojaks. So you have the nerdy Wojak on top saying, "Me, all these are just reskins of the same game," and it shows a bunch of Call of Duties in a row. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, it says, "Also me," with the pointing Soyjacks sh- pointing to all the FromSoft games like Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Dark Souls two and three, and Elden Ring. And the fucking Twitter exploded. <laughs> Jim, where is the lie? <laughs> There is none. <laughs> like, I saw so many people going, oh, fucking, uh, you know, this would be funny if it wasn't so wrong. They're all fucking Souls games. Yes, they tweaked the gameplay a little bit. Elden Ring's a Souls game in an open world. Two and three tweaked the mechanics here and there. Bloodborne made it more, you know, approachable with less, like, of the blocking and shit like that. And the yeah. setting. Sekiro's all about just, you know, fucking parrying and you don't even level up like i get dudes little differences but it's the same fucking game stop dude stop it that's the joke that they can't appreciate like now here's the deal call of duty's been called a reskin every year and you and i've been big fans but we've never said it yeah we've never we've been like yes we like i feel i could be wrong you're the twitter guy but COD fans, we know what we are, and we know what we like, and we've never tried to defend, be like, but they're so different in this one. You got jetpacks. Like, like, you know, it, I feel like you're just like, yeah, we're paying, just like sports gamers, like you're paying for a reskin of the old engine and every yearly release. But it's not wrong, dude. Like, I've played two of the Dark Souls, Bloodborne. You're playing Elden Ring now. Yeah. In every game, you're doing the same shit. You're grinding, you're rolling, you're rolling, you're rolling, you're avoiding hits, you get to fire pits or whatever. Like, that's all you do in those games. And I'm sorry, they are the same. Um, I just, I love that it stirred people up and that someone was willing to write that because of how loved it Elden Ring 1,300 is. quote tweets. <sighs> yeah. Like, like, do, like people, you want to say the same thing about fighting, racing, horror, and literally every other genre? Yes, that's the fucking point. Yeah. One guy going, oh, these are different than you know. They have different worlds and different mechanics and different dish. Like, I honestly think a lot of this would not be this hard if it wasn't to Cliffy B. Like, Cliffy B is an asshole. I totally get hating him for the sake Which of Which I didn't know. Not wrong. He, he's I, not I, wrong here. Before you just told me in this episode, I had no idea who this guy was. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't even know he was the one who did it until, like, I just knew the meme. And I was like, that's pretty funny. Right. And, like, oh, some of the, like, uh, even some people, like, I, I like, 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 decent streamers, like, oh, uh, God. Uh, like, uh, Cliffy's inability to understand the key gameplay difference of Elden Ring, Bloodborne, and Souls game speaks more to his abilities as a dev than to taste his consumers. Come on, Flamenco, stop. You're better than this. Come mm. on, man. 
Oh, God. Just people being like, uh, just everyone's so goddamn man. Like, I, and there's I, a lot of people who are def- like, are this ocean man. The difference is the base game that Souls keeps iterating is on actually good as opposed to Call of Duty's bread and butter dog shit remix with U.S. military propaganda. Shut up. Oh, God. That, talk about something I'm so tired of hearing. I mean, uh, and here's the deal. And, and, and as Jim said, we're going to allude to another... And yes, he's made games that are derivative of other things. And he even replied going, you were all taking this way too seriously. Like, go where the money is. I totally get it. Like, he's like, I've done it. So he's a fucking knowledge again. See, I, I didn't follow up and read through his comments back. But if he is the asshole he is... I feel like he should double down and then do it, do it, not follow up. And I know he didn't create this meme, but the follow up meme should be every Legend of Zelda's game is a reskin. Like, he should really try to piss people off, like, hit every major market of them. Because it's like, yeah, a game in a series, like, use the formula to get you funds, you know? But, yeah, man, I loved it. It warmed my heart, it made me laugh. Yeah, everyone's bringing up Lawbreakers, which was like a big time Overwatch ripoff that bombed completely. Which, again, who cares? I'm not fucking defending Cliffy B as a developer. He hasn't had a hit in a fucking decade, so like his time has passed. But still, like you can just you can appreciate you can it. Giggle at it. stop yeah. taking yourself so goddamn seriously. You're just laugh. Hobby. Just laugh about you. That's all you gotta do, guys. Like if you enjoyed that game. Him writing that should not detract from you enjoying that. Jim and I, long-time Call of Duty fans, people call it reskins. It is a reskin. But it's a reskin we're willing to pay for, and we enjoy. If you're playing Elden Ring, you're playing a reskin of Dark Souls. Sorry. Oh, God. And I almost think I have to start calling a segment fucking Souls fan mad because <laughs> our next gamer's mad also involves goddamn Elden Ring. Sure does. So it comes to us from Evan Lottie. Saying, well, Elden Ring's lost 50% of its players in just one month. Rough launch, not enough content, silence from the developer, and no roadmap or battle pass in sight. Dead game, question mark. And he shows a picture that shows, I I guess it's from Steam, showing that it had 455,000 concurrent players going, which is down from its all-time peak of 952,000, which is insane fucking numbers still. And, of course, he goes on to reply with saying, These tweets will continue until we curb this bad habit of wielding concurrent player data as a weapon to stroke community narratives about a game's decline. Yeah. Which I am 100% with. I can't fucking Dude. stand when people are like, Oh, man, it's only got 10,000 people playing it on Twitch. This is a dead game. It's like, motherfucker, if it sells like 5,000, 5 million copies, and just because people aren't playing it on Twitch, like it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. J- playing it on Twitch, and they use Steam as well. Like, You do realize, like, majority of gamers still are console based whether it be switch xbox ps5 like steam numbers are their own thing like it doesn't matter and that's what he goes on like yeah i like this guy's thread and he's clearly he's making a mockery of all these and i'm gonna put this as biggest quotation mark because they're not real gaming journalists that have to write up like Battlefield's dead after this because it's down seventy percent on Steam. Da 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 da. So he's just poking at the bear. He's saying like, okay, you're doing it about these particular games. I'm gonna do it about Elden Ring, and yeah, the numbers of course drop because that's what games do. They drop after a month or so. Excuse me. So I love it, but man, 
man oh man was the butt hurt real yeah and please check the replies because what do you call it he even starts posting some of his favorite replies that he got from people and like this is just perfect bait this is perfect bait i love this guy i've never seen him until now i guess he's like the editor-in-chief of pc gamer magazine or something like that but like you know what i shit on journalists a lot but you sir have made a fan today yeah yeah I, it's who can get the most uh the baity thing out there you know what his worked i applaud it keep doing stuff like that piss people off yep so <laughs> fucking like you souls you from you soulsborn fans you from software people you need to stop you need to calm down it's fine it's fine your little niche games finally getting popular and people are liking it and when you know what happens when things get popular people start to shit on it that's yeah. a good thing. It's a sign that people are actually paying attention. It's like, hey, and, and, and from software fans, be aware. This Elden Ring success, it will probably bring more games, but they will become more produced for the populace because now they have a potential to make more money. So they'll probably become easier. They'll probably be like some adjustments that the hardcore fans won't like. So... Enjoy the success, but yeah, you know, for fans of a game that enjoy dying over and over, you sure can't take tweets very well. <laughs> we can make hardcore of hardcore games. Shut up. Yeah. Oh man, I I like I said the both of those, Jim. They they truly warm my heart. I said the gamers get mad about some goofy shit, but man, oh man, I would love to meet that person in real life who's actually this upset about this shit. Like I want to see. Can they shake a hand firm? Can they look you in the eye? I don't think they can, Jim. Can they shake my dick? Damn it, Jim! What? I'm just trying to get, just trying to get off here. Just leave just, a man be. Just touch it. <laughs> just, just, just say hi to it. Damn it! Um, oh, Jim. Um, Spe- speaking of bit, actually, this is an old uh, segment that we haven't been able to do in a while, but. When, it, oh. when we can, they hit hard. This so, is a fucking weird one. This, this might be my favorite one since the Pokemon sex toys that Elise sent us like a year and a half ago. Or all those years ago. Whatever it was. But you, You've been tearing into those. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes you gotta spice things up, alright? Yeah, Zenkoff. <laughs> so, Xbox is doing a giveaway in celebration of the new Sonic movie that's coming out. So what they are doing is they are making... Custom-made Xbox Series S console and controllers. So the picture we have here just shows off the controllers, but there's also a really fucking cool-looking console with, like, a ring around, like, the speaker part of the system and, like, a cool graphic on there. The controllers are the interesting part. The controllers are everything here. Right. have you ever needed a gateway drug into being a furry? Because this is it. Jim, just looking at that, my hands were sweating. Like... How you're a sweaty un- fuck. Yeah, how uncomfortable would it be to use those? Like, I, I, but how pleasurable would it be to use those, Brian? Well, granted, no. Here's the deal: no one's actually using those. This will ultimately become the next YouTube thumbnail of the person with the shocked face next to it, God, or I hope the it's Instagram, me. or the this, or the that, or the ultimate Sonic fan of holding up both of them displayed like we have our shit displayed behind us, and they'll have twelve copies of them, and you know, it, it, it's a 
It's all a gimmick. Like it's. I, I, not I think this is just being custom be made for this thing. I don't think it's being sold after. If I'm thinking correctly. Well, you know what's gonna be is now there'll be a whole bunch of knockoff ones. And oh I can't yeah. Wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'd ask why, but I know it makes no sense. Like, of all the things, like, I'm, st you know, what, fuck it. I'm gonna ask why do it to the controllers though. Like, I get you're trying to do the red and blue. Why not just do like you said, like the custom console or something like that? Like, why do that to the controllers at all? It's it's a gimmick. So for it those who haven't, so for those who haven't seen the picture, the controllers are wrapped in a furry fucking. Like, imagine, like, uh, like, if you've ever held, like, a plush dog toy with, like, really fuzzy hair. Just imagine that wrapped around an Xbox like. controller. Yeah. And one colored red for or red for Knuckles, one's blue for Sonic. And, yeah. I'm dying to see what they actually look like. Because if you look at the picture, like, all the buttons are just photoshopped in there. It's not, that's not real. You can tell that it's a Photoshop button on top. Like, they're not set in there. There's no true depth to it. So... I'm curious what the final product actually ends up looking like. Bri, you're going to get your Cheeto dust all over your Sonic controllers. I, I mean, those things are going to be fucking filthy. I, I just, yeah. Right. what are the chances that some degenerate furry out there pays out the ass to get the only copy of it from someone to take it to their little conventions to fucking use as a toy during their little orgies and shit like that? I was going to say. And they know how to have fun. I was going to say, it's only going to be those... The most diehard, hardest of Sonic fans. G, I'm looking at you. Don't overpay <laughs> for these, you son of a bitch. G, or, G. Or, like, just the person who actually doesn't care about Sonic, but just has an income and wants to be that collector who just has to have the game and collecting thing, who doesn't care about it. I'd rather the, the furries that want to use it for all nefarious reasons. Because at least they're getting use out of it versus a person that's like, oh, it's a gaming collectible. I'm going to buy them all and then I'm going to resell them to everyone for like a thousand pop or some crazy shit. And you got to keep it in a glass case or in the box because holy shit, dust. <laughs> really, Jim? What? It's you, talked about it. you talked it's about concern. a very fucking thing, but you're worried about dust. <laughs> Look, Bri, fluids or dust, either way, you're going to fuck up the controller, okay? I'm, I'm just a man of reason here. Jim, let me ask you. If you say you won that. What are you doing with it? Are you the furry? <laughs> probably not a lot. Probably. I would probably make the the old standard necessary YouTube unboxing video. Maybe use it. Maybe I would actually stream for once and use it on a stream. And actually be like, ah, oh, fuck, the hair's getting caught in the buttons. Or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'd do. It, it would be a YouTube video and then it will go back in the box and go on the shelf. Or maybe in a protective film. Or I'd resell it for ten grand. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, why not just re resell it? Here, I would make the video and then resell it. That's what I would do. <laughs> or, or do my own giveaway for all the updates. Right, I need the updates. I need, I, need, I, I need the cheap followers. I just, you know, I look at it and I go. Would I donate it? God, no. I need mine. <sighs> Gimmicks are, you know what? Like you said, I'm not. I, I do, you know what, I actually want to see more companies do this for more movies. Like, I want to get, I want to see Resident Evil get back in the game ever since they did that crazy-ass annoying-looking chainsaw controller for yeah. Resident Evil 4. I, I I would like to see those those kind of gimmicks come back with novelty shit like that. Mm -hmm. But fur on a controller, 
terrible idea. <laughs> that's a weird one. I just know that's going in someone's ass one day. We can only hope, Jim. <laughs> right. Look, between the Sonic community and the furry community, it's not looking promising. God damn it. Damn so, wrong. yeah, you, you guys, you let us know. What do you think of it? Did you sign up for it? Do you want it? If you did get it, what would I you signed do up with for it? it. I'm trying. I think I liked it. I don't think I followed through on the retweet, but. Right. It's like three steps. I know, but that's a, like that third step's far. <laughs> well, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, Jim, no, see, I would be the opposite. I'd win it, and my YouTube video would be me just holding it and then burning it in front of the camera. <laughs> I, mean, I would accept this. Because you know what? That would get some fucking That would views. get some views. <laughs> People are pissed off at the fucking PS5 mayonnaise video. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, Jim, speaking, speaking of PS5, yeah, speaking of PS5 and PlayStation in general, because since we are, we're part of the PlayStation community now. Um, so I, I know I spoke a little bit about this before when it was deemed the Spartacus, but the PlayStation Plus Neo uh, apparently had a leak for their price and tier list. Now there's been leaks for the Spartacus before, and I let me really preface this with the picture I'm showing. Some people have claimed this is fake. Um, others are saying it may be real. We know that PlayStation's still working on it, so they haven't made any official announcements. But regardless, um, calling it Neo or Spartacus, we know that there is something coming down the pipeline from PlayStation where they're essentially looking to combine PS Plus with PS Now. Now, if you don't know, um, PS Plus is basically PlayStation's like online ability. Like you sign up kind of like Xbox Gold. So you have access to online with friends and you get free games every month. Their PS Now is like Xbox Game Pass where you can either stream or download. I think they have like upwards of like 800 titles and it ranges from PS2, PS3, PS4, and PS5. Um, I signed up for PS Now like almost immediately when I saw the library games they had, cause I was like, wow, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. I didn't sign up for PS plus yet because weird thing is if you're on PS now and one of those games you stream, you can automatically go online with it, but only those games through the PS now. Huh. So it's like, you can kind of backhandedly get into those games. But if you have like, say call of duty, you're going to need like PlayStation plus. Um, so this service is their way of saying, let's combine everything under one umbrella. And um, the tiers, and I've seen this a couple times, um, there's going to be multiple tiers for like the very, very base is going to be just online. So really what PS Plus is now up to their platinum, which is both things included. But the big like selling point for some of this is like that they're like free game demos. Here's my question. Who the fuck plays a game demo anymore? Like, who downloads a game? Like, other than when you would get it as a CD, as a bonus, or something like that. Like, unless it was Resident Evil 7, like, one shot, where it was the alpha demo. I don't give two shits about playing a demo of a game. I don't actually, know if I... No, actually, what do you call it? People do get hyped for demos and play demos. It's just developers don't make demos anymore. Because they're more worried about getting their day one... Like, they don't want to risk people being like, oh, this game's not that good and putting it out there and then not getting all their day one pre-orders and shit. So, But here's the deal. I think these demos aren't like... 
aren't like what I'm talking about where like RE7 I was excited for because it wasn't the final game, but it was a demo of what the game would be. I think these are literally just like legit demos of the actual games. So, I don't know. But but that's something. And then, of course, you got in there like the monthly store discounts and exclusive offers, yada, yada, yada. The pricing point is the thing that worries everyone and why Excuse me. they think that this picture is fake because the PlayStation Plus Platinum is showing $60 every three months. So, basically, you're paying $20 a month for this, yeah. which is really steep considering... If you were to be to purchase the PlayStation Plus, it's five dollars a month if you do the yearly pack, or ten dollars a month if you do the yearly package. Um, or no, I'm sorry, it is five dollars a month for PlayStation Plus and five dollars a month for PS Now. So total, right now, if you do both services, it's ten dollars a month. So it wouldn't make sense that they're now going to bump that up to twenty a month to only add in really like game demos and some discount like, like they don't add anything really except for game demos so that's why people are like that seems like a pretty big jump in pricing to do that unless there's something else they're going to offer so they think that's one of the main reasons why they're considering this well, picture even picture besides fake. like the office at the store and like the uh the backwards compatible titles you can stream which, like, which is what they cool already do oh okay yeah because like ps now th that that's the thing is like um and the thing I don't like what it addresses is there's a whole list of games from PS Now, from PS2, PS3, PS4, where you can actually download them, but then there's others that you can only stream. That game I mentioned in the Level 50 Club, club update, the uh, the Mutant Blob Attacks, that one I could only stream. And I have really good internet, and there was even some moments where like that stuttered a little bit, but that was fine because it's a single-player game. So streaming the games is always kind of weird because you never really have it there. Um, and, yeah, the exclusive offers is what PS Plus offers already. So if you remember, you get, like, a discount on certain games. Um, I don't know what the pricing point should be or will be. If it was, like, 15 a month, I think everyone would be kind of okay with it. 20 a month, though, is, is kind of steep unless there's something else they're going to offer within that. Yeah, like this can't like, this can't be the price point because like it's just not offering enough, and it's still like not like they have a they have a huge building uh, like you know player base and shit like that, but yeah, it's still not offering enough to take over Game Pass in my opinion. So no, no, and, and that that's and if you have both number... consoles like we basically do, like I want to pay for this over you know having Game Pass and shit. Not this no, point. and that's why like PS Now made sense to me for five dollars a month because now I can play some games that are way too expensive for PS3 that I can just stream or download right now. And there's, like I said, 800-some-odd titles. And there's a lot of great PS exclusives that I'm not going to go try to get a PS3 game right now. They're they're too friggin' expensive. So, you know, as it comes down the line, I want to keep track of this because I want to see where it goes. But uh, I hope that would not be the price point. Let's put it that way. Because, like you, I'm not – I probably don't – I wouldn't be willing to pay that. Yeah, I mean, there's enough PS4s and 5s out there that, like, they'll make their money off of, but still, it's like, for a new person like us, like, I like I went and got PS Now, or, no, I went and got PS Plus for the online shit for Elden Ring, but, like, and they were giving me a deal for it, so I was like, alright, fine, but, like, I'm not gonna double dip into this, because I'm like, it's just not worth it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like I said, I had to throw it on here. Uh, these leaks keep coming out, I think, more and more because I think their goal was to launch whatever their program is sometime this year. Um, so we'll see. But if anybody out there knows something else or something changes, make sure you let us know below because I'm very curious what, what, uh, what people are hearing outside of some of these articles we found. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Chambers, how uh, – How'd that cherry stout treat you? It's fine. Like, if you want... <laughs> How many times am I ever going to say that? But you know what? It's a perfectly fine chocolate cherry porter. So, yeah. like chocolate cherry porters. Or, you know what? If you're, like... If you've never been, like, a big porter fan, you want something a little sweet to be, like, a gateway drug, this would be a perfectly fine gateway drug for porters. So... Yeah. But, yeah, besides that, it doesn't do anything special. Yeah, and, and like you said, yards. I love most of your shit. This IPA, it's as basic. And, it, and and not having a West Coast IPA in a while, I have that very dry, bitter residue left on my tongue. So it's not a pleasant, like, aftertaste. Um, as you're drinking it, it's, it's serviceable. But if anyone ever wants to try yard stuff, don't start with the IPA, even if you're an IPA fan. Go Brawler. Go Golden Lager, go Loyal Lager, or their Presidential Series. You'll get much more enjoyment out of those. So with that, we want to say thank you so much to everyone who's watched. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe and like button. It would really mean a lot to us. Hit the notification bell so you can see when all of our new videos are dropped. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, if you hit subscribe, that would mean the world to us. And if you leave us a five-star rating, whatever comment you read, you send us, we're going to read on this podcast and respond. So with that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, guys.